1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: What up? The Early Morning Show presented by 84 Lumber. Put your positive attitude to work at 84 Lumber. Apply at 84Lumber.com. It's Adam Crowley with you. You know this. 412-928-9370 is the number. You dial me up, I'll put you right on the air. Or... Join the cast of dozens. Follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. A super wild card weekend. The Jags with a massive comeback to beat the Chargers 31-30. to The Bills, a little squeaker there, eh? They beat the Dolphins 34-31. to Skylar Thompson, not horrendous. Hey, Dolphins, how about you catch the ball for your third-string quarterback? The Giants beat the Vikings 31-24, to and then last night... The Bengals in an ugly one, 24-17, over the Lamar Jackson-less Baltimore Ravens. And the thing that stuck out to me this weekend was that if you won, you scored at least 24 points. But in all but one of the games, if you won, you scored 31 or more points. Scoring, hmm, kind of matters in the NFL. I left you off on Friday with this little nugget that I may or may not have stole from Chris Muller, but 11 of the top 14 teams that made the playoffs were in the top 14 in scoring. That's the trend. There was a time where you won with defense. You ran the ball. And running the ball doesn't preclude you from scoring. But now, if you win, to qualify for the playoffs, you better be in the top half of the league in scoring. And clearly... To win playoff games, you got to score points, and it looks like a different sport. The Steelers did a good job down the stretch. I'll give Mike Tomlin credit for this, winning seven of their last nine games, but they did so with a simple formula. They ran the ball, they played defense, and they didn't turn the football over. And For Kenny Pickett, that was a step forward because at the beginning portion of his season and his career, He had eight interceptions thrown in three games. So good for Kenny Pickett, good for the Steelers' offense to stop turning the ball over. That helped them win games down the stretch. And I think you can make the playoffs with the way that the Steelers' defense is constructed, with how we know that they can run the ball when Najee Harris is healthy with the development of the offensive line, thanks to Pat Meyer. You can make the playoffs, I think, that way. They won 7-9. and That matters to me. They were a Dolphins field goal away from making the playoffs. Or one more win away, holding to a Jets lead away from making the playoffs. So you can get in playing the style of football that the Steelers play. I don't have any doubt about that. When T.J. Watt is healthy, when Najee Harris is healthy, Kenny Pickett has proven he can take care of the football, you can get in the dance. But you ain't going to advance unless you start putting up points. And you can fire Matt Canada, and that would be a huge step in the right direction. But I talked about this on Friday, both on the early morning show and then on my night show. My fear is that Mike Tomlin doesn't see the NFL for what it is. That he sees it through his lens of, without a franchise quarterback, Mike Tomlin wants to play defense. Mike Tomlin wants to run the ball. Mike Tomlin wants to be risk-averse on offense, and he wants to try to win games 20-17. to 17. And again, you can do that over the course of the regular season, and I think with some augmentation of the roster, I think they can make the playoffs that way. But you're not going to make any noise. And the Steelers need to stop being comfortable. That's the word that I think applies to Mike Tomlin in this organization right now. Mike Tomlin always says he doesn't want to seek comfort. Well, Mike Tomlin might be the biggest comfort seeker in the entirety of the NFL. No Ben Roethlisberger this year, and so he says, let's just run the ball and play defense, and let's limit possessions, and we're going to win that way. And hell, the last two years, I would argue, the Steelers didn't have their franchise quarterback either because Ben Roethlisberger wasn't the Ben Roethlisberger of old. And Mike Tomlin, a defensive-minded head coach, He's seeking comfort. He's going back to what he knows, and that's play defense. That's run the ball and hopefully stop the run, and that, he thinks, is the formula for success. You can't zig when everyone else is zagging because you're not actually the smartest guy in the room. Mike Tomlin thinks, oh, the rest of the league is doing it one way. I'll do it the other way, and I'll be successful. No, the league tells the story here. Now, the defense being good is an asset, But you ain't going to go into Cincinnati and win a playoff game unless you're putting up points. They didn't look all that great last night. I understand that. I bet you they'll warm to the task. You got to score points. You want to beat Buffalo? Miami hung in the game because they were able to score 31 points. You want to beat Kansas City? I think you'll find you got to score in the 30s. And the way to do that is to open things up and allow Kenny Pickett to throw the ball earlier in the game down the field. Not just wait for things to be tight in the fourth quarter. And maybe that was all exasperated by the fact that Kenny Pickett was a rookie quarterback this season. And perhaps Mike Tomlin will loosen the reins a little bit next year. But I'm not overly optimistic about that. We saw it with Ben. Quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, last year. Not throwing the ball a ton in the middle of the field. Taking deep shots, yeah, but Not throwing the ball into the middle of the field. It was get rid of the ball in around two seconds. It was try to run the ball even though they weren't good at it last year. And the year before that, when they started 11-0, the recipe was the same. And then the league caught on. Oh, they're not doing this only because they're good at it. They're doing this because it's the only thing that they can do. It's been now three straight years where the Steelers are zigging while everyone else is zagging. And so next year, it doesn't leave me feeling optimistic that things will change even if they did get rid of the offensive coordinator. Now, I happen to think that they won't get rid of Matt Canada because I think they'd have done it already. And reports are that, and this is from Mark Caballi, that Matt Canada was in the facility at the end of last week. Did he get a talking to? Is this just regular procedure? Perhaps it was his exit meeting, but he was in the facility and left the facility, and he was not handed a pink slip. We would have found out if he were fired. So I'm not sure Matt Canada's going anywhere, but even if he does, the head coach needs to adopt a different philosophy. The only time before Kenny Pickett saved the Steelers' season twice against Las Vegas and Baltimore that we heard Mike Tomlin praise the quarterbacks, it was when they were taking care of the football. When Mitch Trubisky was praised by Mike Tomlin, it was because he was not throwing the ball to the other team. When Kenny Pickett prior to those last games was praised by Mike Tomlin, it's because he wasn't throwing the ball to the other team. And there's value in not turning it over. Of course there is. But that only gets you so far. You need to take chunk shots down the field. The Steelers only had three plays of over 40 yards this year. I'm watching the games this weekend, and there's big plays galore. Saquon Barkley making big plays. In the Giants game, the 49ers, oh my God, everybody's open. And Brock Purdy's quarterback. And they've got a good offensive line, and they've got great skill position players with Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. That part's not lost on me. But guys are schemed open consistently. You see players running free in the secondary. That's the league. Baltimore, they're not throwing the ball all over the place. And they couldn't because they got Tyler Huntley in at quarterback last night. But at least they're innovative, right? At least they've done something that the league still, on a week-to-week basis, has a tough time adjusting to. The Steelers need a new offensive coordinator, but they need a new philosophy from on high. Mike Tomlin can't be so risk-averse. It's not about making the playoffs anymore. It shouldn't be. And I realize they missed it this year. But it should be about where do we go to close the gap on the Cincinnati's of the world, on the Buffalo's of the world, of the Kansas City's to become a true championship contender. And I think that comes from on high, changing the offensive philosophy. 412-928-9370. Hit me up on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. I'm watching that San Francisco game, and Brock Purdy is not a more skilled quarterback than Kenny Pickett. He was the last player taken in the draft. Mr. Irrelevant. And this guy's putting up numbers like he's Joe Montana and Steve Young out there. Because Mike Shanahan is the best play caller in the NFL. Now, whomever the Steelers get to replace Matt Canada, if they were to fire Matt Canada, he ain't going to be Kyle Shanahan. But you see the difference in a well-called flow-of-the-game offense compared to what the Steelers are doing. What would Kenny Pickett be doing in that offense? I think the same thing as Brock Purdy. You need to scheme guys open. You need play action. You need to attack the middle of the field. And we haven't seen that really all that much in the last three years for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hey, you're on the early morning show.
0: Yeah, uh, Ed, how did the uh, professional Ed? football team blow a 27
2: to nothing lead? That was fun to watch, wasn't it, though? I, I wasn't watching. I-, I turned it off. That Staley guy gots to go. He just has to. Because the results have not been good enough the last few years. They should have made the playoffs last year. And then to blow a lead like that in a playoff game when you've got Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler, who I think only had six carries in the second half, that's a fireable offense. He should be he should not be their coach today, frankly. What do you think, Ed?
0: Do they keep throwing the ball at all in the second
2: yes. half? Yes. Stupid. Thank you for the call. Four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero. But even the Chargers, well, they put up thirty points, right? They should have put up more. I mean, they took the ball away five times in the first half. That guy got to go. Sean Payton's got to get in there. And if I'm Sean Payton, I know that he's talked to Denver and he's talked to Arizona. If that Los Angeles job opens up, of course, that would be the one that he would want, right? And folks have said, well, does he really want to go out in the AFC West and have to battle with the Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah, you got Justin Herbert and your Sean Payton. I think you're going to be okay. They let seven teams make the playoffs in the conference. You're going to get in if you believe in yourself, which Sean Payton obviously does, and you've got the quarterback who's good enough. That team needs to be playing next weekend. And they blew it because Staley's a dweeb, a total loser. I'll tell you who I came away from this weekend feeling a little bit better about, though, is Mike McDaniel. I mean, his team gutted it out to get into the playoffs, even though they were 0-5 before their win over the Jets, they handled themselves well. If Tua Tungavailoa plays in that game, I think that they probably advance. He didn't. With Skylar Thompson, they were able to hang in there against Buffalo. And that really ticks me off, too. I mean, think about it. The Steelers get absolutely run last year against Kansas City when you've got Ben Roethlisberger still at quarterback. You weren't competitive in that game against Cleveland, again, when you had Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback. Skylar Thompson gets into the playoffs loses by three to a 13.5-point favorite. The fact that the Steelers haven't won a playoff game in six years is damning, but the fact that when they've gotten in, they haven't been competitive either? For all the Tomlin defenders out there, why does that stuff not matter? 412 on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. Up next, Joe Burrow going to be a pain in the ass for a long time. It's the early morning show, 93.7.
0: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: My favorite thing to come out of Super Wildcard Weekend was this report from Peter Schrager. On Fox's pregame coverage. One of the guys that's being mentioned as an
1: offensive coordinator candidate everywhere from New England to L.A. has recently fired Cliff Kingsbury. Well, I don't know if this is breaking news or not. Cliff Kingsbury's in Thailand right now, and he bought a one-way ticket to Thailand, and he's already been contacted by several different teams whether he wants to interview about a job, and he said... No, I'm good. He's being paid five years guaranteed by the Arizona Cardinals. That check hits every two weeks. He's going to take his time if he wants to come back to football. But for now, he has told all teams, I'm not interested in returning at the moment.
2: People are different, right? And these guys who are head coaches in the NFL or were head coaches, in Cliff Kingsbury's case, in the NFL, they're competitive dudes, right? But Sean McVay, he said – I don't know. I don't know if I'll be back. I don't know if I'm going to coach the Los Angeles Rams next year. Now, come to find out, he will be back. He's 38 years old. He's won a Super Bowl. He's made millions of dollars. If he wanted to get in TV, he'd make a lot of money, more money, frankly. He'd make somewhere around $20 million a year, depending on what he did in television, at 38 to only have to work one day a week to not have the stressors of being an NFL head coach, and I think that was tantalizing to him, and at the very least, try to get more money out of the Los Angeles Rams. You got Cliff Kingsbury, who gets fired, as he should have, frankly, and then Cliff Kingsbury winds up in Thailand on a one-way ticket because he's getting paid for the next five years. If I were those guys, I would go the Kingsbury route. Cliff Kingsbury, young, good-looking guy, a lot of life ahead of him, Live it up, man. You got money. You don't need the stressors of the NFL. If I were Sean McVay, you can always go back to coaching. You are 38 years old, my man. As my wife puts it, who's that cute coach from L.A.? Yeah, he can do whatever he wants with the money he's got. Go around the world. Meet pretty ladies. Whatever his heart desires. Make TV money. And even if you don't, if you just want to do nothing, he's got more than enough money to just do nothing for the rest of his life. And if coaching comes calling again and the paycheck is big enough and he has that competitive spirit, you could always go back. But I think now more than ever, people realize it's about your own happiness. And you got to do what's best for you. Now, Sean McVay, I think it's just a matter of time before he does, at least for a little while, walk away from coaching. Cliff Kingsbury, he's not going to coach in the NFL next year. And we'll see if he ever coaches college or the NFL again. But if it were me in Cliff Kingsbury's shoes, boy, I might be in Thailand for the next 24 months. 412-928-9370, the number, on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. Nathaniel tweets, the worst part about not firing Canada now is that there's a chance they fire him midseason next year and simply promote the next warm body rather than hire outside talent. Here's what's even scarier, Nathaniel. If Matt Canada is the offensive coordinator going into next season, Matt Canada will be the offensive coordinator the entire season. That's not the way it should be done. That's the way it would be done. That's the way that they operate. And no matter how many times people like Aditi Kinkabwala or even Jeff Hathorne at the time report that these are not the same Steelers, They sure seem like the same Pittsburgh Steelers to me. The Pittsburgh Steelers that have yielded zero playoff wins in six years and just three in the last 12. And Colin brought this up to me. It makes me want to puke. The Bengals have won four playoff games in the last year-ish. Last season's postseason, and now with their victory over the Ravens last night. They have won more playoff games in that period of time than the Steelers have in 12 years. And yet, here this organization goes, just operating as if everything is a-okay. We were close to making the playoffs this year. We were improved in the second half. We just do what we did in the second half. The entirety of next year, we'll make the playoffs. Doug Whaley brings this up every Wednesday with us. It's not about what can we do to stay comfortable and to get to the playoffs again and Be content with that because every team that makes the playoffs has a chance. No. What are you doing to take legitimate steps towards being a championship contender? Keeping Matt Canada in the fold means they are comfortable that they can be a playoff team next year. But it does not get them closer to winning a championship. And it's all about comfort. That's the word of the day here on the early morning show. Comfort. Mike Tomlin says he doesn't seek comfort. Why else would you hold on to Matt Canada? 412-928-9370. Coming up next, Andrew McCutcheon back in the city of Pittsburgh. It's a good thing. It's the early morning show, 93.7 The Fan.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. Fly ball. Right center field. Did he do it? Did he do it? He did! My goodness! What a send off! Mr. All Star, we're going to stand and applaud you, too. This is unbelievable! Two run homer for McCutcheon. Two homer day for the Pirate All Star.
2: He's back. And spare me the cynicism because I got a lot of that on the Show I did Friday night. It's a PR move. The Bucks just want to put butts in the seats. Yeah. What a shocker that a baseball organization would want to make some money and fill the ballpark. Also, I don't care about the why. I just care about the fact that it's happening. Andrew McCutcheon, a Pittsburgh Pirate again. And it's not like he's an empty jersey. It's not like the guy can't play. He would have been third on the Pirates in home runs last year. If you're into the war kind of stuff, he'd have been their fifth best position player. He hit 27 home runs the year before. Andrew McCutcheon can still play. Andrew McCutcheon is your left fielder on April 7th, opening day. Or I guess March 30th, when the season starts. He can help this team win. But what he does is He hits me in the feels, and I hate that phrase. I really do, but that's what it is. Nostalgia is a powerful thing. Again, he helps this ball club, and from a leadership perspective, and I talked to John Wayner about this on Friday and Neil Walker about this on Friday as well. From a leadership perspective, you've got the guy who was the face of the franchise the only time that baseball was fun in my cognizant life, now with an opportunity to mentor the new face of the franchise in O'Neill Cruz. There is value there. Jack Sawinski burst onto the scene last year and was hitting homers all the time, and then he had some long, protracted slumps. One of the things Neil Walker said to me was that McCutcheon, every single day, if he was 22 for his last 22 or 0 for his last 22, he was showing up, he was preparing the same way, he was professional, he was stoic, he led by example, and you knew he approached the game the right way every single day. This isn't a ball club that's going to win 90 games. They probably aren't going to win 80 games. I hope that they can win and take a step forward 75 games, but that means there's going to be lumps. There's going to be downs. The pitching was much better in the second half of the season last year. O'Neill Cruz, once the league punched back to him, he was able, I thought, to punch back to the league. There should be some ups this year. They could experience some success. But when they do, and we saw last year they swept the Dodgers and they had that good stretch early on in the season. After that, failure. There's going to be failure. Andrew McCutcheon's leadership, I think, can help show these young players how you handle success, and then whenever things aren't right, what can you do from there? And then from a nostalgia standpoint, this guy made baseball fun for me for the first time in my cognizant life. Older fans got to experience winning for the first time since the early 90s. There's nothing not to like about it. I've been wearing a Pirates hat since they made the deal. A reason to get excited for baseball in this town. Don't fault me for loving the game. And I love that guy too. Good move by the Bucs.